Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. The setting for this next chapter is the last night of Jesus' life. John chapters 13 through 17 record the conversations that he had with his disciples in the last night of his life. This is the context where the Holy Communion was given during the Passover meal, and uh, it's become known as Jesus' farewell discourse. So John 13 through 17, the last recorded message that Jesus had in speaking to his closest friends and disciples, is a very, very important section of Scripture. So all of the Bible is important. The words of Jesus are even more important than the rest of the Bible. And the last words of Jesus in John 13 through 17 should be given a lot of emphasis and importance. And so as I begin to read this, I want you to remember this is from the last night of his life. John chapter 13. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, "'Lord, are you going to wash my feet?' Jesus replied, "'You don't understand or realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand.' No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said, not every one of you was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But this is to fulfill this passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. 
After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples then stared at one another, at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one of us he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus had said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival, or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow me later. Peter answered, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me, Peter? Very truly I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. John records, remarkable details on this Last Supper of Jesus. Judas was there, and Jesus apparently already knew that Judas was going to betray him. It says in verse 2, the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Now, Jesus knew this, and yet he set himself up to serve and to wash the feet of his disciples, including Judas. Now, imagine this. He's washing the feet of the man who is about to betray him to be crucified. And he knows that Judas is the man that's about to betray him, to have him crucified. And yet Jesus, to the very end, came as a servant, not to be served, but as a servant. And so he washed the feet of Judas, and then he sat down for a meal with his disciples. During the meal, he announced that one of them was going to betray him. He said, I tell you truly, one of you is going to betray me. And then they all looked at each other. Of course, the only one that knew for sure who was going to do it was Judas himself. But verse 27 records this, as soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. And Jesus told him, what you're about to do, do quickly. And so, friends, imagine this. Jesus had sat through a meal with this man, and not only did he sit through a meal with him, prior to this, he knelt down and washed his feet. Now, think about this. Think of the magnitude of the 
the mercy and grace. I wonder if Jesus was thinking, even at this late hour, if Judas might repent and change his mind. Perhaps the duty to turn him over to the authorities would fall to someone else. Maybe Jesus was praying for Judas as he knelt at his feet and washed his feet. Maybe Jesus was praying for Judas at the start of the meal before Satan entered him and made this an irrevocable decision on the part of Judas. But whatever the case was, Judas had decided to betray Jesus. And so he went out on this last night of Jesus' life to go summon the authorities. And Jesus continued with his closest friends, unabated and unhindered now, with Judas being absent from the room. In verse 34, Jesus spoke to his disciples, A new command I give you. Now, using this terminology for a Jew was very significant because the Ten Commandments were the the pinnacle of Judaism. And in saying a new command or a new commandment I give you, Jesus was about to say something of monumental importance, and he was putting it on par with the Ten Commandments. And so what was this new command? He said, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now think about that, friends. This new commandment on the last night of his life, with his betrayer just having walked out of the door, he looked at his disciples and closest friends and said, I command you to love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Friends, that commandment comes down to us today. And how did Jesus love these disciples? He served them in the days of his flesh, and he gave his very life for them. He went on to say in verse 35, By this love, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. We need to have that love for one another. Christian for Christian. Christians have been known for how we backstab each other and divide the body of Christ according to our doctrinal differences. We've never been known as those who love one another. This is what the Lord had desired. And this John's farewell discourse, chapters 13 through 17, the end, chapter 17, Jesus prays that we would love one another. And so, friends, today, we want to enter into this new commandment of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to begin to show love to your fellow Christians. I ask you to ignore what differences you perceive between yourself and other Christians. And according to the commandment of Jesus Christ, you begin to express love for other believers. The Bible says that everyone on the planet will be drawn by this love, this supernatural love, that our love for each other will be a hallmark of our discipleship from Christ. And so I'm asking you today, Will you follow Jesus with this example of love? Will you follow Jesus with this example to serve as he did? Lord, I thank you that you gave us an example. You gave us a pattern to follow. You came not to be served, but to serve. You came to give your life for us so that we might have eternal life. And Lord, you said that we are to love one another as you have loved us. Lord, what a way you loved us. You gave your very life to be crucified for our sins. Lord, who can measure up to such a love? How can we love one another to such a standard, Lord? Give us grace. Give us an impartation of supernatural love for the body of Christ. Help us, Lord, to overlook our differences. Help us to overlook our shortcomings and not to judge one another, except to say you're 
the disciple of Jesus Christ, I love you. Lord, help us to extend this supernatural life and lay our lives down for others. Lord, may we not avoid this commandment. I pray, God, that it would be fulfilled in this generation. May this generation of the Church of Jesus Christ be the generation that's known for how they love one another. May we prove our discipleship by our expressions of love. Thank you, Lord, for the example you set. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.